Today is the day after Hanukkah, Tavshin Gimel, which means yesterday was Zois Hanukkah. It's called Zois Hanukkah for a number of reasons. Number one, the Torah portion that we read yesterday morning has in it those words Zois Hanukkah Hamizbeach, <coughs> that for a, for a period of 12 days, the 12 leaders of the tribes brought sacrifices, and then it summarizes the, the initiation ceremony of the Mishkan, you know, the, the, which is called, it begins the words, Zois Hanukkah Samizbeach. It's brought also in Sifrei Hasidus and Sifrei Kabbalah that Hashem's kindness is boundless. And Hashem shows us this by giving us opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. We know that Elul is called a month of tshuva, it's the final month of the year, the closing month of the year. And we're told that Hashem gives us this opportunity from Rosh Chodesh Elul till Rosh Hashanah to, to repair. The Bnei Socha writes that the, the, the Gemara Kesubas begins with the words, Besula Niseis, I'm sorry, Noislen Lebesula Chodesh. That the custom in the olden days was that they gave a maiden. 12 months to prepare herself for marriage, to prepare clothing, all the things that she needs. And he points out that the signs of the zodiac, there are different signs for each month. The sign of the zodiac for Tishrei is scales, because that's the time of judgment, Rosh Hashanah and Kippur. The sign of the zodiac for Nisan is Tler, a sheep, which is what the Egyptians worshipped. And it was in Nisan that we have the Korban Pesach, where we slaughtered the sheep as a sacrifice for Hashem, showing that we don't believe in sheep, we believe in Hashem. And the sign of the month of Elul is Besula, a maiden. So the Bnei Socha writes that Hashem gives this month called Besula the power of 12 months that we're given an opportunity, Hashem says, even though the year is about to come to an end, and even if during the first 11 months we made mistakes, so we didn't really do the right thing, if in this final month we try to do the right thing, Hashem will credit us as if we were good throughout all the 12 months. We know there's a concept of credit ratings and things like that, or banks, before they're willing to lend money to a person, they want to see a certain cash flow in the person's account. And sometimes, person said, they, they, we, need, we need to see six months. We need to see three months. At least show us something. Show us at least a month of monies coming in. Sir. Otherwise, on what basis should we lend you money? So here, Hashem's kindness is so great. Hashem says, a month. Show me that you'll be good during this month. I'll sign you and seal you positive for the entire year. That's Elul. Then there's a Rosh Hashanah. Then the, the opening days of the year. Then there's 10 days of tshuva till Yom Kippur. And we're told that on Yom Kippur, things are, the books are sort of closed. But they're not. There's Hoshana Rabbah. Hoshana Rabbah is another seal, still an opportunity before things are really finalized. And most people are under the impression that that's it, case closed. But the Sforum write, no, 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 there's one more extension. Lahaftal, a person didn't file taxes on time. We give you an extension, give you another extension. Hashem says the final extension is Zois Hanukkah. There's a pasuk, Bezois Yechupar Avon Yaakov. That with this, 
the sins of the Jewish people will be forgiven. And the word bezois also means bezois on this day that's called zois Hanukkah, the sins of the past can still be forgiven. A person can still do tshuva even for the previous year or all the months of this new year, Tishrei, Cheshvan, Kislev, you know, where we weren't as good as we could have been, that kind of thing. And it's interesting to note in Eretz Yisrael, we're privileged to have holy sites. I had the privilege of being in Miron yesterday. Thousands of people, thousands of people coming to Miron to Rabbi Shema Baruchai because this is an auspicious day for tefillah. We're told that Zois Hanukkah is a very, one of those special days <coughs> where the tefillah is considered more powerful and people want to take advantage of going to a holy place in order to add more power, more punch to my tefillah. Miron is one of those places. The Kotom Maravi is obviously one of those places. Kevarachal, all of these holy sites where people today, more than ever before, are realizing that we don't really have that much else to depend on or to, to count on and, and expressing more and more a degree of faith in the significance of these Kivrei Tzadikim. The Zohar Kodesh points out that just like Yitzias Mitzrayim, getting out of Egypt, one of the very important factors was the coffin of Yosef HaTzadik, that Yosef HaTzadik said, you're going you're gonna to leave here, make sure to bring me with you. And it says that Moshe Rabbeinu, that's the thing that he went after. He understood that that was going to be the key to open the doors. That was going to ensure that the Red Sea would split. And that would ensure that the Jews would make it to the finish line after 40 years in the desert was Aroino Yishal Yosef, the coffin of Yosef HaTzadik. The Zohar HaKadosh says, so too the Geula that we are waiting for now a very important factor is Kivrei Tzadikim, the graves of Tzadikim. And we see that this is picking up speed in Eretz Yisrael especially, and even in Chutzlaretz, outside of Eretz Yisrael, whether it's the Kever of the Satma Rebbe, the Lubavitcher Rebbe, or other Tzadikim who are known to, in Eretz Yisrael, in, in, in Chutzlaretz, where people are flocking there more and more, putting their, putting their hope that in the merit of praying next to a Tzadik, that the, the zechus of all the good things that tzaddik did during his lifetime will join and help our prayer get to where it needs to get to. This week we're going to be reading Parshas Vayigash, which is the, the final showdown between the two kings of the, the sons of Yaakov Avinu, Yehuda, who is the king from whom David HaMelech and Moshiach is destined to come from, and Yosef HaTzadik, who we know at one point, at one point in history, there was a split in the kingdom. After David HaMelech, after Shlomo HaMelech, which was the peak of glory for the Jewish kingdom, there was a decline. Shlomo HaMelech's son, Rechavam, conducted himself in a certain way where he made certain errors, which caused a split in the Jewish nation. Ten tribes left. Ten tribes left the kingdom of Rechavan, the son of Shlomo Melech, the son of Dovar Melech, the true kingdom of the Jewish people, and they went with Yeravam Benavat, who was from the tribe of Yosef. And we know that the, the Torah tells us that the final Geula is going to come about through a combination, 
through a combination of Yehuda and Yosef, Moshiach ben David and Moshiach ben Yosef, <coughs> a combination of these two. And we find that it's in this week's Parsha that there's this showdown between Yehuda and Yosef HaTzadik, and, and Yosef HaTzadik seems, is, is asking for something absurd. You know, just leave your baby brother here and go home, and, uh, and they say, that's the last thing in the world we're going to do. And Yosef HaTzadik says, really? You did this once before. You were prepared to throw away your baby brother to feed him to snakes and scorpions, either to murder him, feed him to snakes and scorpions, or sell him into slavery. And this was obviously Yosef HaTzadik giving them an opportunity to repent. We know the Torah tells us that true repentance is when a person is put into the exact same situation that they were in a previous time, and they made the wrong decision, they made the wrong choice then, and now by making the proper choice, doing the right thing, this corrects the mistake that was done previously. And Yosef HaTzadik, with his incredible wisdom and kindness, orchestrated a scenario putting them in the exact same position. Baby brother, all the... And this time, by them showing a level of loyalty, we're prepared to kill or be killed. But we're not leaving here without our brother. And this was a, a means of doing major tshuva for, what, for the mistake that they had made previously. In the Chumash, we're given a, a, a micro picture of what took place between Yosef HaTzadik and Yehuda. There's a sefer called Sefer Hayoshar, which is one of the old Midrashim, where it fills in an incredible amount of details in the back and forth that went on between Yosef HaTzadik and Yehuda. How Yehuda threatened, you don't, Yehuda said to Yosef, you don't know who you're dealing with. Two of my kid brothers took on the whole city of Shechem and wiped it out completely, hands down. And their kid brothers, whatever they could do, I could do a hundred times as much. And Yosef Sadik had to tell him, not afraid of you at all, without revealing yet who he was. But he had his son Menashe. Yehuda showed certain acts of incredible strength. Yosef turned to his son Menashe and said, okay, go ahead, show him. And Menashe was able to do comparable things. And Yehuda didn't understand yet what's going on here until finally Yosef HaTzadik reveals himself and they break down crying. They're crying because along the way he had led them, we see several times along the way, they, they themselves go back and say this is all because we didn't show the proper love for our brother, we didn't care, we, you know, etc., etc. And we need to know that this is a message for us that the same Hashem and the same tzaddik who orchestrated that, the same Hashem and the same tzaddikim are alive and well today. And if a person wants to do tshuva, if a person wants to do the right thing, Hashem is able to orchestrate things in such a way to give us the opportunity to be put into a similar situation again. And by making the right choice, it affects an incredible rectification, a tikkun, for things that we might have done in the past, things we're aware of, things we aren't aware of, things in this Gilgul, in this reincarnation, or things even in previous reincarnations. Remember, the Arizal reveals that the vast majority of us are not here for the first time. 
We've been here many times before, and each time we're coming back to try to correct, to try to complete our soul each time. Sometimes, not only don't we correct, but we set ourselves back further. We're able to do that. The, the Bechira, the free choice, is so powerful that sometimes you're trying to fix something and you break it in the process. A small thing trying to fix, and the person cracks the whole thing completely. But, but, the Pesach says, Vi'ato moroim lo'olam Hashem. That you, Hashem, are always on top. There's this game that kids play of putting hands on to see whose hand is going to be on top when the bell goes off. And, and the Pesach says, the, the, the Gemara says, Lo'olam yotchal halyoyna. Hashem's hand will always come out on top, meaning Hashem is always going to win, and Him winning is a be- is, means through our benefit, by the Jewish people being successful. One of Rabbi Nachman's close students, his name was Rabbi Yudel, Rabbi Yudelzal. Before he met Rabbi Nachman, he was a giant, a tremendous Talmud Chacham, he was known as a mekubal. People would bring pidyonos to him. And this rebutal grew up in a well-to-do home. He was used to a certain level of, of wealth. He married the daughter of one of the students of the Mezritcha Magid, Rebleibmi Stretzenitz, who was extremely, extremely poor. They ate in wooden plates. They used wooden plates. And... The, 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 the quality of the food was what, what poor people eat. And the first time he ate in his father-in-law's house, he looked at the plate in front of him and he, he couldn't bring himself to touch it. It was supposedly a borscht. Now, borscht is supposed to be a combination of water, vegetables, a bunch of vegetables, and a piece of chicken or meat floating around in it. Here it was 99% water, one and a half pieces of vegetable, and the vegetable were the vegetables that nobody else was willing to buy, like, you know, and no meat or chicken in it. And he looked at it and couldn't bring himself to eat it, and his father-in-law noticed it. So the father-in-law said, let's switch. And he took Rebutal's plate, and he replaced it with his own plate. He said, taste it. Now there was no way to say no. He took the spoon, put it in his mouth, and was... And he tasted it, and he said he never, ever tasted anything as delicious in his life. And the father-in-law smiled, and he said, you see, it's not the food. It's the one who's eating it. Meaning that sometimes, depending on the level that a person is on, to them, what to somebody else might taste unpleasant, and to to them it could taste like ganeidim. They could give the person literally a taste of ganeidim in anything they want to. Now this rebutal, Rabbeinazal loved him a lot, and he once, Rabbeinazal once said to him, you were a, you were a student of Repinchas Koretz, who was one of the giants in the world of Hasidus. Tell me something from your Rebbe. So rebutal thought and said, okay, I'll tell you something very powerful that I heard from him. He once asked the question, when we say confession, when we confess our sins, we say, Oshamnu, Bogatnu, Gazalnu, we sinned. Who's, who's the we? Why aren't we saying Oshamti, Bogadati, I sinned? Who's the we? So Rapinchas Mikorot said that this is a person defending themselves in a sense. I'm turning to Hashem and I'm saying, Hashem, 
we're in this together. There's no way I could have committed that sin without your help. Anything I do, you're the one who gives me life, and you're the one who gives me the ability to do whatever I'm doing. So this is a, a, a legitimate claim that a person has in pleading my case. So therefore, Hashem, you can't hold me 100% liable. I couldn't have done it without you. <clears throat> Rabbi Nezal responded and said, I agree with that. I, I agree with that interpretation. And I'll add to it from this week's Parsha. It says, Vayigash Elav Yehuda. Yehuda approaches the king, Yosef, and he says to him, Be Adoini. Be Adoini literally means, please my master. But be means inside of me. The word be means in me, Adoini, my master. The Jew is saying to Hashem, Hashem, you're inside of me. You're the battery inside of me. If I've done things that are wrong, it was only because you allowed it to happen. You allowed it, and to a degree, you enabled it to happen. So Rabbi Nezal says, but at the same time, a person might want to think, oh, okay, in that case, I, I have a good case and I'm innocent. Chas v'shalom. He adds afterwards, Please allow me to say my speech, to speak my words into your ears. And don't be angry with me. Meaning that even after a person says that, we need to know Hashem wants us to take responsibility. Hashem wants us to know that if you would have wanted, you wouldn't have done that wrong thing. You wouldn't have done that bad thing. It was still your free choice. I gave you free choice, and you're the one who mistakenly chose, made the wrong choice, etc. So this is, in a sense, a one-two punch, that on one hand, we're defending ourselves, and a person is supposed to, allowed to and supposed to defend themselves before Hashem. And on the other hand, we're being honest. We're being honest. Hashem wants us to recognize our faults, our shortcomings, and not pass the blame, not place the blame onto someone else, but to accept, accept the blame and to apologize with sincerity and to try to correct it. Now we go on further. When Yosef Tzadik finally reveals himself to his brothers, he says to them, Vi'ato, and now, al don't be depressed. And don't be angry over the fact that you sold me into slavery over here. Because Hashem sent me here before you as a blessing, as a blessing to save the world, to save Egypt, and to save the Jewish people. The, the Sforim write that it's only because Yosef HaTzadik was there first and, and orchestrated everything that he did that it, it laid a foundation that allowed the Jews to be able to survive 210 years in Egypt which was after Yosef HaTzadik passed away, passed away after the king died and a new king, all of those things, were it not for Yosef HaTzadik being there first and passing the tests that he passed and establishing everything he established, there's no way in the world we would have survived. 
But here Rav Nosazal makes a very important point. <clears throat> he says he says that word viato and now and now altayotsevu. The pasuk would have been almost the same if he would have said altayotsevu. Don't be depressed. What's the and now? And he stresses we know there's a pasuk vaamech kulam tzadikim. Every single Jew is in the category of tzaddik. Every Jew that has a bris mila, that has a circ that has been circumcised, is in the category of tzaddik on a certain level. Which means that each and every one of us has the ability and the potential to be happy. There's a pasuk simchu tzaddikim b'ashem. Tzaddikim, rejoice with Hashem, be happy. However, we know that the truth is, and especially nowadays, we're in exile, and we've been in this exile for thousands of years, and so many people are going through so many struggles and so many difficulties and everything, that it's, it's very, very hard for a person to be happy. It's an uphill battle. Rabbi Nezal, when he writes about Mitzvah G'doyel Elias B'Simcha Tomid, he writes that a person has to push themselves, force themselves, fighting an uphill battle because there are many things that naturally pull us down. Number one, the fact that we are created from earth. Adam, Adama, we come from the ground. And number two, he says, all the difficulties that are going on around us, the news that we hear every day, so many different things, you know, from the outside world and the inside world, things that each and every one of us personally is going through. So it's an uphill battle. So what's the solution? The, loose, the solution is coming to the tzaddik. Coming to the tzaddik. And this is why Yosef HaTzaddik says, Vi'ato, now that you're all gathered here to me. Yosef is called Yosef HaTzaddik. Now that you're all gathered to me, and we're together, we're united. We're united at this point, not like before. Now, there's no reason to be depressed anymore. Now this is going to help all of us to achieve a serious, serious simcha. As the Pesach says, When many tzaddikim are gathered together, then the nation is full of joy. Meaning that again, especially there are certain times, there's a concept, there are people who go to their rabbi for Shabbos, that there's a concept of going to the Beis Hamikdash or going to one's rabbi for Yantif on holidays. Different people that gather to the tzaddik. Rabbi Nezal emphasized three special times during the year especially, which are Rosh Hashanah, Shavuos, and Shabbos Hanukkah, as important times when he wanted his students to come to him. And we know that any time that a person goes to a shul, a shul is a place where people are gathering together because they know the Gemara says that when 10 or more people gather together, it ensures the presence of the Shekhinah. That's this viato al teotsevu. A person is supposed to be happy all the time, but we know that one-on-one, -on -one, going against the Sahara, it's not so easy. It's very difficult, and most people aren't successful a lot of the time. But now, when we're coming to the tzaddik, by coming to the tzaddik, that's something that can ensure, that can assure that a person will have a much better chance of getting an infusion, a major infusion of this simcha. Number one, because the tzaddik 
is a, a fountain of emunah. The Pesach says, V'tzadik be'emunah sayichya. The tzaddikim are the ones who have the strongest faith in Hashem and can give us faith in Hashem, faith in ourselves. They can give us the confidence that we need that even no matter how many falls, no matter what difficult times we're going through, to know that this is the norm. There's darkness, but then there's light. There's Yerida, then there's Aliyah. To be able to know this and realize this is something that ensures that assures that a person can even be happy while they're going through the darkness for both directions. Number one, by not forgetting the previous light, not forgetting the previous highs, the good things in my life, and at the same time being hopeful, optimistic, and positive that we know, we know that if, after the darkness comes, comes light, after the night comes day, that this is the world order, the way Hashem created it, and this is the way it's going to be. There's a pasuk, which the Gemara quotes, when a person is searching for a rabbi, what qualities should he look for? And the Gemara quotes a pasuk, ki sifsei koheim, yishmeru das, pihu. From the lips of a priest, you will find das, true knowledge, true in- intellect, and seek Torah from his mouth because he is a divine angel, a heavenly angel, Malach Hashem Tzvokos. And the Gemara says, if the rabbi is like a heavenly angel, then study Torah from him. If not, don't. Now it uses two terms there, Malach, Malach, and Hashem, Malach Hashem and Tzvokos a divine angel, and Tzavokos is one of the names of Hashem. And Rabbeinu Zal speaks about this, many Sfarim speak about this, that this is referring to two attributes. There's a concept of Tzadik, and there's a concept of Lamdan. There's a person who has a lot of knowledge, that's a Lamdan, and the term Lamdan is used referring especially to the Torah Shabal Peh, the oral Torah, Gemara, Gemara Rashi Toisvis, knowledge of the Torah Shabal Peh, knowledge of Halacha, which is based on the, on the oral Torah, whereas the term Tzadik refers to purity. Purity. The Zohar Kodesh says, Man Tzadik, Man Denotar Bris. That Tzadik means one that has purity, in, especially in the relationship between men and women, but in all, all aspects of purity. And here the, the Sfarim point out that in the beginning of this parsha we see these two, that Yehuda approaches Yosef. And the Zohar HaKadosh says, Do tikrufta malka bemalka. This is two kings coming together. Again, Yosef HaTzadik is, is the one who Paro put in charge of Egypt. Even though Paro is the official king, Lahavde, Lahavde, like the Queen of England, the royalty, and the Prime Minister. There's the royal figurehead, and there's the one who's hands-on, c- controlling, leading the country. So here Paroi said, you are in charge. No one in the country will make a move without you. So Yosef is Melech, and Yehuda is Melech. And the Zohar says, these are these two kings coming together. Yehuda 
represents the Lamdan. Yehuda is the one who we're told when they went down to Egypt, he's the one who set up the yeshiva, who set up a yeshiva in Goishna for, for them to be able to study Torah, etc. Yosef is known as Tzadik. Yosef is Yosef HaTzadik, the one who was able to pass the test with Potiphar's wife, the one who was able to be in Egypt from the age of 17 till the age of 30 when he ended up getting married and maintain purity, despite all the tests, that, the different tests that he had. When these two come together, this is, this is a winning combination. It's, it's the combination of tzaddik and lamdan. Either one without the other one is not considered complete. We know lamdan, we have the case of Yerov and Benavot, we have the case of Acher, people who had a lot of knowledge, and unfortunately that wasn't good enough for them to be able to lead proper lives. On the other hand, the Mishnah says, Veloi am chosid, that a person cannot be really religious and really righteous without knowledge. A person has to study, a person has to learn. And it's the combination of both of these together, Tzadik and Lamdan, that's being represented here in this joining together of Yehuda and Yosef. And if you look in the Haftorah on this week's Parsha, when it speaks about the final redemption, the Geula, it says that these two will no longer be separate and apart, but rather it's by bringing together the combination of these two. Hashem says, Koyomar Hashem Alekim, Yosef, I'm going to take the tree of Yosef, Venosati Yosamolov, as Eitz Yehuda, and I'll combine it with the tree of Yehuda, and I'll turn them into one tree in my hand. And, and, and these are the ones on which you'll write the word of Hashem upon them, and you'll tell them that I'm going to take the Jews out, out of exile, and I'll gather them together, and I will reinstate them on their land, in Eretz Yisrael, and I'll establish them as one nation in the world, and they will no longer be two kingdoms. These two kingdoms that began from, from, from the son of Shlomo HaMelech. And this is what we're looking forward to, this is what we're looking towards. Rabbi Nachman stressed that during his time, he saw this major split in Klal Yisrael. He saw that there was a very small percentage of people that were knowledgeable, that learned a lot, tremendous knowledge, but not necessarily in the category of tzaddik. And then there were Hasidim who focused on tzidkus, but not necessarily strong in the learning aspect. And he said that we want to try to put together a combination of these two, a combination of Torah and tefillah, a combination of tzaddik and lamdan, and, and the combination of those is what can ensure that we, we will get to the Gula. Each and every one of us to make our effort to, to grow in these two areas every day to increase our, our knowledge of Torah and at the same time to realize that in order for that knowledge to be a healthy knowledge, it has to be combined with Tikkun Amidois. And Tikkun Amidois means in all areas especially, especially this area of purity, which we see the Satan in our generation is trying to really mess around with this. 
mess around with the whole concept of male and female, men and women, we should be zeichet to see this winning combination with the coming of Moshiach, the binyan beis amikdosh, b'mehera b'yameinu, amen v'yameinu. Amen.